this morning, let us stand Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 18. The Bible says, The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of His calling. We know that. We've talked about His calling. We all call to serve God. We all call to praise God. Amen. And what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. So let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. We just ask you to touch our hearts, open our minds. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord. And Lord, I pray that I can step aside and let the Holy Spirit speak the words that need to be said. Father, we just praise you and glorify you in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Like I said, the only, only reason that, uh, that you can have everything is because you're in Christ. His will, His grace, His love, His blood. The only way you get all those things is to be in Him. And I'm glad that I got Him in me this morning and I am in Him this morning. It's a sad situation when people hear the call of God and reject it to live in a lake of fire for all eternity when God speaks to their hearts. There are people in church everywhere today that are resisting or rejecting the call of God. He's calling you, you to answer this morning. But today we're going to look at the inheritance of God. Probably one that we don't think about that much. One we don't stand and shout about that much. Or thank God enough about this much. I think we don't think about His inheritance is because we're down here. It comes when we reach the heavenly things. If you found out in the past weeks that one of the richest relatives you had died and left you an inheritance, left you a large sum of money, you'd be walking around here with a smile on your face that we couldn't knock off with a two by four. I know I would. But I don't have any rich relatives. I have found that in order for you to get an inheritance, somebody has to die. Somebody that has accumulated wealth, property, homes, business. They did all the work. They did everything that they needed to do to make themselves where they were at. But somebody had to die to leave you in an inheritance this morning. You didn't work for it. You didn't labor for it. But they did. You're sitting here and saying, well, I, I don't have a rich family member like me. If they died, they would hand me a fortune. But if you're sitting here this morning and saved and trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior, somebody did die for you, shed the blood for you, and rose on the third day for you, and put you in His will. And made you a part of His inheritance this morning. And it's the greatest inheritance that you could ever receive. Greater than all the gold, greater than all the silver. 
What you got when He puts you in His will is eternal life. We have a home in heaven. And our Savior has put us in His will this morning. In order for you to claim an inheritance, you must show credentials that you are who you say you are and that you're a relative of Him. Amen? You must show that you are that person. I'm just curious this morning. The only way that you can lay claim to the inheritance this morning, you must be saved. Amen. You have trusted the shed blood of Jesus Christ, repented of your sins, and you've been born again. That is the only way. I'm curious this morning. Do you have the right credentials? Do you have the right credentials to get into the inheritance that God has given us this morning? You show up in heaven and said, hey, I'm here. And God said, why should I let you into my heaven? You say, well, I, I, I was a pretty good person. I, I didn't do a lot of bad things. Wrong. You see, God says, why should I let you into heaven? Well, I joined the Baptist church. Wrong. Why, why should I let you into heaven? Because I gave, I, I helped people. I, I, I made sure people had what they had. I, I made sure that people got what they needed. Wrong. The only way that a sinner, the only way that a lost person can get into heaven is trust in the said blood of Jesus Christ this morning. All my hope is in the blood of Jesus. Well, I love those two songs that went right with the message this morning. If it were not for the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we'd all be lost and undone. All of us were in hell this morning if it wasn't for the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I, I found this out too, and that's through a life experiences. Even if you do get an inheritance, you don't always get it right then and there. I have found in our walk of life, me and my wife, We've gotten some inheritance. Well, not we, she. I don't know. I don't have anybody in my family has money. <laughs> that when she was named in the will, we find that it took months and months and months later to receive uh, what they had said that you could have in the will. See, we're looking for the inheritance of God in all the wrong places. We're saying that uh, I know I'm born again. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm washed by the blood. Uh, I am the family of God. Why don't I have what God's got? Well, you got it. Just don't mean you're going to get it right now. See, we look too much at this world and, and everything that's going on in this world, uh, and, and we lay a hold of the things in this world, and it blinds us what God has got prepared for us. Amen. If God gave your inheritance down here, why in the world would you ever want to go to heaven? 
Think about that now. God gave you what He has in heaven right now, right to you right now. Why? Why would you? Why would you strive to make it to heaven? But down here, God has to get our minds back on the things that He's prepared for us in heaven by allowing storms and trials and situations to come in our life. So we get too comfortable in this world. We've gotten too comfortable. We look at everything else. We just think, well, it ain't a bad place to be. It's not a bad place to be. And we're losing sight of what God has prepared for us. So God allows these things to come into our lives to make us realize this is not my home. <laughs> this is not my home. I'm not going to stir around and try to grab a hold of things of this world because what God has prepared for me is greater than anything down here. I think a lot of us are living for the, uh, for the right now. The semesters this morning, some of you are going to take it or leave it. And I'm talking about saved people. I'm not talking about lost people. Because you're looking for something right now. If you had all, everyone in your life, all the money, all the uh, 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 things and homes, and you can buy an island that you make it for yourself, like all the stars and the done, they buying up every land everywhere. But listen, just like them, you're going to die. And somebody else is going to enjoy what you have accumulated. All the stuff that you had, someone else is going to enjoy it. But this morning I'm talking about making an investment in the eternal things of life. Bible says, for what is the profit if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Listen, I'm not in interested in, in what I own down here. I, I'm more concerned in what I have laid up there this morning. Jesus has laid up your treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves cannot break in nor steal. For whence their treasure is, there will your heart be also. In the book of Ephesians has the word inheritance more than any other book in the New Testament. Four times it says inheritance. It's listed here in the text we just read. And we read and, and, I, and, and there's three other times. And those are the times that I want us to look at this morning. Look at chapter, verse number 11 in chapter 1. Now, some of you are going to roll your eyes right now. Would you give me a time and I'll explain it to you. Amen. Chapter 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance by God, by what He's done at the cross of Calvary, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things that the counsel of His own will. Now, I know as soon as I said predestination, your ears perked up. 
your eyes got real wide. We don't believe in predestination. You're, you're thinking Calvinism. But can I say predestination is in the Bible? We just read it. I'm not scared of the word. I'm not scared of the Holy Ghost because some charismatic showed it something different. Uh, I, I'm not scared of the songs we sing about. I'm not scared of the King James Bible just because they can't read and understand it. They say you got you don't have an education to understand it, but I'm just telling you, I, I do. I'm not scared of the Bible doctrine this morning. I'm not scared of predestination. I know what the Bible says. You say what the word predestination concerning inheritance. See, we, we, we took words in the Bible. Well, not we. People have taken the words in the Bible and really just ran with it down left field. And made a mockery out of God's word. Predestination is not a bad thing. But I understand there are some people. And there are some group of people. And there are some who says well you're predestinated to go to heaven. And you're predestinated to go to hell. You go you don't. You go you don't. You go. That's what, that's what their mentality is. There are those that are predestined to go to heaven and there are pre those who are predestined to go to hell. Then I think to myself, them, Jesus said, whosoever call on the name of the Lord. And I, I, I'm so glad I'm a whosoever. But this is not talking about predestination with your salvation. It has nothing to do with salvation. It's saying is you have been predestinated if you're born again, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that you have an inheritance in what he's done for you. Amen. You have an inheritance because of what he has done for you. You have to understand the word disdain. That means you're ordained for this to happen. He puts out that prefix predestination. And that means the act of decreed or ordaining the events. Decree of God by which he hath from eternally unchangeable appointed and determined. If you're born again, this is your inheritance. It cannot be changed. Now, let me say this. Now, listen to me. There is no such thing, predestination, pre-conversion. You, you understand that? There is no such thing as predestination, pre-conversion. You're not predestined to anything in Jesus Christ before you get born again. I cannot claim the things of Christ before I got born. 
I know that I was lost and undone. I know I was heading to hell. I went to church. I would sit in the back. I'd get up and leave. I felt the God calling me. I'd crab to hold the pews. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go down the altar. I didn't want people to think there was something wrong with me. Although I was dying and going to hell, lost without God. I was not in God's will and I was not in God's predestination until the preacher got me to come down to the altar and I realized I was lost and undone, dying, going to hell. And I begged God to save my soul. And on that day, God said, you predestination for all the inheritance I give you. We've been predestinated. God has called us. God wants to give it to you. Look at chapter 2, verse 1. And you have he quickened. That means he brought out of the darkness into his light. When you was in the darkness, you was not predestined to anything to God. You could not get anything out of God's. Who were dead in trespassing sin, where in times past you walk according to the course of this world according to the prince of the powers of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among also we all had our conversations in time past you were just like them you weren't born saved Bible says we're conceived in sin born in sin you don't have to teach a baby or a child how to lie. They do it automatically. It's in their DNA. They're going to say it, in, and I believe some of us still hold on to that DNA. Amen. See, we now times pass in the lust of our flesh, the fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and word, nature, the children of wrath, even as others. But verse 12, it says that ye time you were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. Without Christ, you were alienated. You cannot receive anything that God has. You cannot, you're not in Christ. You're not entitled to anything that he has given us. And strangers for the covenant of the promise. Having no hope without God in this world. Can I say I was predestinated before I got saved to the lake of fire of hell? Yes. If you're not born again, if you're not serving God, you haven't been washed by the blood, you're predestinated. Yes. Your destination is the lake of fire. Thank you. Yes. You, you say, well, that, that's kind of harsh. I'm just going to try to tell you like it is. You're either right with God or you're not right with God. You've got to serve God or not serve God. You can't serve God on your terms. It must be on His terms. Amen. I, I was predestinated to the lake of fire. Bible says that him that believeth not is condemned already. If you're sitting here this morning and you're an unbeliever, you haven't sold out. You're not waiting to be condemned. You're already condemned. You're already under that condemnation of God. 
You're waiting on the same inheritance of your father, the devil. He created the lake of fire for the demons and his angels. And that's where your father will be and that's where you will be. You, 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 you know the story of Jonah? There's, there's a lot in the book of Jonah if you read it and take the time. The Bible says, and the word of the Lord came into Jonah the second time. I love that. It means just God is he's the God of second chances. I love that. So Jonah rose and went unto Nineveh. None of him. According to the word of the Lord, now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, the Bible says. Three days journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city's gates that day. And he cried. He said, yet 40 days in Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now that, that's, that's God's word. That was God says, now you tell them this. In 40 days uh, I'm going to overthrow you. You're going to be wiped out. You know, good. That's what God was telling them. But what happened when they heard the preacher preach the gospel? They repented. They repented so much they even made their animals repent. Put them in sackcloth and ashes. Hey, goats repenting, donkeys repenting. They, they wanted to get right with the Lord because the word of God says you're going to be overthrown. And we ought to understand that. And let me just say this. You have been given the word of God. Either you're born again or you're not again. And if you don't repent of your sins, you'll be overthrown this morning. Amen. So we see this happening. The, the inheritance. Said the word of the Lord said they'd be overthrown in 40 days. I'm glad the day that I called out on to God, I traded hell for heaven. <coughs> First Peter, blessed be the, Lord, the God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundance and mercy have begotten of us again a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away. That's what's reserved for you in heaven. Am I good enough to keep that place? No, I'm not good enough. You're not good enough. How can we? We're kept by the power of God through faith until salvation ready to be revealed in the last times. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe me also in me and my father's house are many mansions. I don't know if y'all do what I do, but I read a lot of the other versions of the Bible. Other versions. They will say, let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. In my father's house are many rooms. Then one version says, many, enough, room enough for you. Another person said, a dwelling place. 
I don't know about you. Jesus said in here, in my Father's house are many mansions. I'm not looking for a room. <laughs> I'm not looking for a storage bin. <laughs> I'm looking for a mansion. <laughs> God says in my Father's house are many mansions. And I'm looking for, I'm not looking for a room. If we're not so what I told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may also be. I'm looking for a mansion. Amen. I've had people that tell you, well, you don't really know where you're going until you die. Can I say this? You better not wait until you get ready to die before you know where you're going. I got a no-so salvation. I ain't got no hope-so salvation. I, I know beyond a shadow of doubt, if I die, heaven's going to be my home. I'm not going to wait in there, lay in there, worry about it. To, when they lay me in that room and says, hey, uh, you ain't got but hours to go about it. Glory to God. I'm ready to go. Check me out. Uh, I'll sign the bill now. Huh? I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to sit there and fret. Uh, I don't want to die. You know what? We, we want to go to heaven so much. But yet when it comes our ticket to go, we fight it so bad. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. But I do. Ooh. I am tired of this world. I'm tired of what I see in this world. I'm tired of how this world is acting. I'm ready to check out. Because I know what's prepared for me is a lot better than what I have right here today. We see the promise of his inheritance. Verse 13. In whom you also trusted that you've heard of the word of the truth of gospel of your salvation. In whom also that you believe and you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of the promise. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchase of price unto the praise of his glory. We see the promise of inheritance. Paul said that the Holy Ghost is the earnest in our inheritance. And we all know what that earnest put down earnest money. Amen. It's that good faith deposit you put down. That, that means you put down a little bit to get a whole lot. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Do you feel good about being saved? I'm telling you, there's times I just don't feel like worshiping. There's sometimes I just don't feel like I'm saved. But I can't you tell you, I put down a little deposit that's something bigger than me. It's nothing compared to glory of what we do around here when we get excited and shout and praise to God. It's nothing like we have this morning. We get a little taste of that to which to come. It doesn't even come close to it. When you arrive in your Harrison that morning, that day when you live, we have the promise of our inheritance. It is the Holy Ghost 
is the promise of our inheritance. Why should God put a promise of the Holy Ghost in our lives? Can I tell you, this promise reminds us if He lives inside you this morning, He reminds you this ain't your home. You don't live and you may live and walk in this world. And we see how wicked this world is. How ungodly is. Just turn your TV on. You see it all kinds of ungodliness on TV today. And it's shown right in front of the kids. If you've got a child sitting watching TV, there's no telling what they might see if you're not watching them. We are living in the days where boys and girls in schools and kindergartens can identify as a different gender. They can have a gender sex change without the permission of the parents because it's called the protection, the right of the kids. We got people to identify as them, they, the, and uh. That's the way I can describe them. They got a school down in Charlotte that has put papers on the floor because some of them identify as dogs. We're living in a world that's just ungodly and wicked. Why would you want to hold on to this stuff? Why, why would you want to go out and enjoy this stuff? Why would you want to go out and embrace this stuff? We have a promise of the Holy Spirit to remind us that's not your life. That's not how you live. That's not how you walk. That's not how you talk. You may have to live in this world, but you are not of this world. You're from some other place. I live in another world. I see what the world is chasing after. And something inside of me says, you don't belong here. Just hold on for a little while longer. I see what's happening in the churches today. How they act, how they dress. And something inside me says, you don't belong here. What's that? That's the promise of God, Holy Spirit telling me, this ain't you. This ain't you. I'm telling you from this world, you live in another world. If, let me say this. If this world does not offend you, you may want to get a checkup. You may all want to check and see if the Holy Ghost is residing inside of you this morning. Because if you're saved, the, the promise reminds us this ain't our home. It, it also reveals things to us. Jesus said, Holy Ghost shall glorify me. It shall lead and guide you in all truths of the Word of God. There, there are people that go to church and, and look at all that shouting and hollering going on and say, what in the world's wrong with them people? Because someone's preaching the Word of God, they get all excited and they shake their hands and raise, praise God. We just sung the songs, it's still the blood, it's all about the blood. It's the blood that saves, it's the blood that washes. Now listen, you remember a time when that did not mean a thing to you? You remember a time that when you got to church 
you weren't born again. The Holy Spirit went inside of you. You sat down on the pews and they were ranting, raving, shouting, praising God, singing and jumping up and running all kinds. You sitting like, what's these nuts doing? Now, I was in a nut church one time in South Carolina when I was a young boy. And they brought out some boxes and put them up front. I'm like, what are we going to do today? <laughs> Maybe I can jump in with them and shout and jump and glory too. I had two little ladies sit in front of them. They jump and shout so much the bobby pins start coming out their hairs. <laughs> that preacher got to preaching and the music got to playing and they opened up the box and snakes came out. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I don't play with snakes. <laughs> I don't even play with a rubber snake. I don't play with snakes. <laughs> that bothered me. That moved me. Right on out the door. But you know, you sit down in church a lot of times before you got saved. Preacher, preach, and you see people raising their hand. Praise God. Preach it, preacher, preach it, preacher. And you're sitting there and says, that don't mean nothing to me. But all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost speaks to your heart. Draws you to the altar. You get right with God. And next time you're sitting in church, you're like, I understand now. I know what they mean when they say, praise God, glory. I understand it now because something inside of you is revealing the things of God to you. The Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't know why people can go to church and sit in church and nothing moves them no more. Nothing moves them no more. It's like almost they come to church, come on, come on preacher, move me if you can. I can't. I'm going to let you know up front, I cannot move you. If God don't move you, I can't help you. It takes the Spirit of God to move you. Amen. But also this promise rebukes us. It, it shows us the things that we need to have. And it shows us the directions that we need to go and all the truths. But also tells you that you should not be in a place that you should not be in. It will reprove the world of sin. You can mark this down if you want to. If you live like hell and there's no conviction in your life, nothing reproving your life, you don't have an inheritance of God. I want you to get that. Oh, I really, I really, really want you to get that. If you're living like everybody else on the outside, but yet you're sitting in church, you're taught a Bible, you're singing the songs. But if you're living like them, you have no inheritance of God. Now, I'm not saying Christians are perfect. I'm not saying Christians don't slip. And I'm not saying I don't make mistakes. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't make mistakes. But I, I'm trying my best that when God convicts me, I get rid of it. You, you can't live in this life and be comfortable living in sin. God's going to convict you one way or the other. You can't live both sides of the fence. You're going to have to choose. At some point in time, the Holy Ghost will make you uncomfortable in the lives of you this morning, some of you this morning. 
And if that's what God is doing to you this morning, He's making you uncomfortable about something that's in your life that you should not have in your life, He's telling you, now it's time to come and get it right. We see the predestination, we see the promise, but also there's a prohibiting of the inheritance. Look at chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse number 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also had loved us. And have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanliness and uncovenness, let it not be once named among you as becometh a saint. Neither filthiness, neither foolishness, what talking or, or jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer has any inheritance of the kingdom of God and all of God. There are some of you sitting here this morning and say, well, I see myself in these verses. And you're not thinking a whole lot about it. You, ha- you have some conviction about something but not enough to bother you. You're not thinking about the future. There will be a day that you will have to look back at what this preacher is telling you this morning, and you're going to stand before God, and you're going to say, I wish I had listened. Because you're going to stand before God thinking you're all right today, thinking everything's good in your life, and you're, and you're part of these right here, and God is not going to let you in. You're not taking part of the inheritance of God. Now, there's more than just the kingdom of God. I've told you this before, and I've told you, and told you, and told you, and told you and God gives us rewards crowns we can receive and earn in this life and when we get to heaven we're, we're going to be hands full of and i pray that you got a handful of crowns that you can lay down at jesus feet and thank him for what he's done for us but it's possible for God, a saint to die go to heaven and have no rewards none nothing but ashes your work's going to be burnt. It's going to be burnt. And, and you're going to look Jesus in the face. Look at the nail-scarred hands. At the one that died for you, say, well, <laughs> you saved me, and I, I thank you for that, but I, I didn't do nothing for you while I was down here. I didn't witness for you. I didn't hand out tracts for you. I didn't tell nobody about you. I didn't read my Bible like I should. I didn't even go to church like I should. And you're going to stand before God with a handful of dust. Now you think about that. God who gave you eternal life. God who died for you. Rose on the third day for you. Well, this is what I think about it. Think about it. 
I want to try to get as many crowns as I can. I know I, I fail in a lot of areas, but I want to give as many as I can because he deserves everything that I can give, not only there, but down here too. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, you don't have to turn there. For you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, idolaters, or infiniments, or abusers of themselves and mankind. Nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor exhorters shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such some of you. Mm. But ye are washed. Be ye sanctified. That ye be justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Listen to me this morning. If you're saved this morning, those things are not what you are anymore. Don't live like that. Don't walk like that. Don't talk like that. You're not that anymore. You have been called out of the darkness. You're called to walk not in the carnal walk. You're not called to walk in the fleshly walk. You're called to live a life that brings glory and honor to the one that died for you on the cross of Calvary. Rose and gave you from the grave for your soul. He gave me an inheritance this morning. He's given you an inheritance this morning. I don't deserve it, but He gave it to me anyway. And He's given it to you too. I don't think we think about the inheritance more than we should. I don't think we shout about the inheritance that more we should. We've gotten so relaxed and caught up in the world down here that we're not seeing what God has prepared for us. I remind you over and over, this world is not my home. I'm just waiting for him to call me home. I can lay this body down wherever they put it at. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to be with him. Because there I'm at peace. There I have all the joy. No more sickness, no more parting, no more sin, no more devil. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about what the government is going to do because he's taking care of everything. I think we ought to shout a little bit more about the inheritance that God has given us. I think we ought to come to the altar and just thank God for the inheritance what he's given us this morning. Amen.